Now, if you have been around Foothills or Unitarian Universalism for pretty much any length of time, you have probably heard the term beloved community. I still remember in my first UU church when I first heard the term, I just thought like, well, I guess it must mean it's the community that we love, right? Beloved community. Or maybe it's the community where everyone really feels loved, be beloved, the beloved community. And in some ways, these are both true. Because when we are working together in our congregation in the best, most uh, faithful ways, we are practicing this sort of love that holds the hope for the bigger vision that we're after, the vision of beloved community. In this case, I mean the term beloved community, capital B, capital C. This term actually was a term co coined first by the philosopher Josiah Royce in the 20th century, the early 20th century, he spoke of beloved community as a community that is, it's the sort of community that's worthy of our ultimate loyalty, not a kind of partial community that seeks to put limits around love or duty. The beloved community is the community that involves everything and everyone and continually drawing the circle wide and wider still. Now, Royce, you may know he coined the term, but actually it was the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who drew out the concept as he imagined the beloved community as the ultimate and inevitable earthly outcome if we all committed our lives to the practice of agape love. Now, agape love is a particular kind of love. It's not the same as like romantic love or love for your friends, which is more about the love for particular kinds of individuals. But agape love, as King said, it is the kind of love that makes no distinction between friend or enemy. It is an overflowing love that is purely spontaneous, unmotivated, groundless, and creative. It is the love of God operating in the human heart. It really has not that much to do with any one particular person. It's the overflowing, spontaneous, unconditional love. King went so far to, as to call it disinterested love because it doesn't even care whether it is loved back. It is the love, as King said, that will go to any lengths to restore community. It is helpful to remember as we talk about this sort of love that we are not always responsible for generating this love, but rather our work is to listen for it and to show up on its behalf and then to try to further its reach. It's helpful to remember this, I think, when we encounter people who we find distinctly difficult to love, that we need not generate love that is unconditional and universal. It's just there. I find this helpful when considering other people and I find it helpful for myself. It doesn't need to be generated, doesn't need to be earned, it's just there, no matter what. This idea of showing up for this love and just furthering it free, you don't have to generate it, it's actually way harder than it sounds, which might explain why while we can glimpse pieces of beloved community, you get those little sense and these glimpses, it is resoundingly a vision that's about the future. 
King in his work around beloved community was doing what we call moral imagination, imagining us out of the limits of what we've yet seen into the infinite beauty of a world not yet fully experienced, a world where we all commit ourselves to this love. Imagine, he was saying, Imagine in the beloved community, all people share in the wealth of the earth, all people care for the earth. There is no hunger, no poverty, no homelessness. There is no racism or other prejudices. There is no war, which doesn't mean that there's not any conflict. King understood that conflicts are inevitable when you're in diverse human community. But it's just that these conflicts, he said, were resolved through a commitment to nonviolence and grounded in a mutual respect for one another's dignity. Martin Luther King Jr. was very clear that this vision of beloved community is possible in this life. It's not some pipe dream some fantasy. He said, it is possible in this life. It is possible when a critical mass of people make a commitment, that ultimate commitment, that ultimate loyalty of loyalties that Royce described to the work of what we today would call courageous love. Sometimes when we talk about the work of justice or social change that we do as a part of Foothills, we can get focused on particular programs like climate justice or racial justice. We can get focused on a particular service like food bank or faith family hospitality, or we can get focused on a particular outcome we're trying to achieve. But without an understanding of this underlying commitment, this loyalty of loyalties as the practice and core of our faith, the outer expression of a deeply inner path of liberation and growth, we are no different than any other community-based organization doing the work of justice. It is this commitment that is the heart of what it means to journey together as a Unitarian Universalist faith community. It is the commitment that makes this faith-based work, this commitment to love as an ultimate loyalty. The heart of our church is this loyalty to this dream, this possibility, what Dr. King called the beloved community, to believe and to act with the faith that another world is possible. And the heart of our church is to hold ourselves and each other accountable to working towards this world, not, not with sweeping giant moves, but through everyday acts of relationship and creativity, laughter and struggle, and learning through the everyday acts of courageous love.